We all take on different roles every day. One minute you're a parent, the next a chef, or a driver. That's why the Volvo XC40 Recharge is designed to be as versatile as you are. It's fully electric and includes a 360-degree camera, Google built-in, and more. Contact your local retailer to learn more or visit volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC40 Recharge. For every you. Some equipment optional. Google is a trademark of Google LLC. Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hi everyone, we're doing a best of 2022 episode of Dear Alice. We've compiled some of our favorite parts of our podcast. We hope you enjoy them and go back to listen to them if you've missed any. Okay, do you guys have any suggestions on how to motivate my kids to keep their spaces organized? <laughs> threats. <laughs> threats. Cold hard threats. I was, I was telling them that I used to, um, like at the end of, especially when I just had one kid, it was easier to do this, but um, I would tell Nolan, okay, like this is your playroom. If you, there's anything that's not put away at the end of the day, mom gets it. It becomes mom's toys and I'm going to give it to a kid that wants to play with it. And so he was like, no, <laughs> he'd freak out. He'd freak out, but it did teach him. Like there was a really, we had a good span when he would put things away. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it, it worked, you know? But like, if you just hold to it, mm-hmm. you know, and just be like, there's a lot of kids that don't have toys and you have a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and rotate some of these out. Yeah. Or, or you can be part of like, what stuff aren't you playing with? If you have 10 things, you have to give me like three things. Yeah. And I'm going to rotate those things out because you're just getting older. You're so grown up and big. Mm-hmm. You're moving on to Hot Wheels, you know? <laughs> so I think it's, I think it's just like understanding your inventory yeah. and understanding what your kids are actually playing with and just negotiating. Yeah. You're negotiating with terrorists. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you're working with your husband or with your wife and you're like, why don't they like this thing? It's because they see color differently. Mm-hmm. They have a different psychology with that color. And most colors have a positive and a negative mm-hmm. to also, them. Also, an interesting so. fact, my dad's an eye doctor and um, men generally um, have color blindness way greater than women, just depending on how Ooh. our cones and rods see color. So my dad happens to be colorblind and he can't tell the difference between green and red or he mixes them up all the time. So the way my dad's going to see color or perceive color, it's going to be much different than the way you and I are going to perceive yeah. color. So it's an interesting thing. If you're trying to choose color with your husband who maybe isn't as discerning, maybe doesn't care about color or has always felt confused about color, yeah. you might want to be the one that chooses it because to him, he can't really perceive the difference or he's seeing it as an opposite. So yeah. that's an interesting thing to consider when you're yeah. deciding with your mate or, mm-hmm. or other, you know, or even like, obviously with. like you and I work with each other all yeah. day long and like, everyone knows how much I love green, just hates yeah, green. Hate it. And that's okay. So they want to know, is brass lasting or a trend? And what about in a kitchen? I think we just kind of touched on that. I think it's a trend if you do it shiny and see gallery, <laughs> yeah. you know, but if it's, <laughs> if it's, if it's burnished and feels like it's been around for a while and it's interesting in its profiles. And I think it's definitely, it's, I mean, I always like refer to like British design, you know, like it's not, if they're it's they're that, not going to stop if using it's that home brass, in the guys. holiday. Nobody's going to be they're offended just by it. Fine. <laughs> it's it's been fabulous right. for 200 years. Forever. Like it's still right. going to keep going. Yeah. Right. 
I took it out for one second. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I stuffed it back in. I was like, that's not going to work because you start to understand just like the textures that you want to be surrounded yeah. by. And I'm like, I don't want to sleep with a pool noodle. So yeah. I can't have synthetics. I'll start to sweat. No, yes. hothead. Totally. Oh, okay. Sorry. So yeah, sheets, pillows. I think yes. like when you can find the right one, mm-hmm. that, that right there is a guilty pleasure. Definitely. And like no amount of money can like replace <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that beauty. It's a game of Tetris, but it is. a visual game of Tetris. And memory collecting. I think that's why it connects to so many people because they have these memories that they want to display, but how do you do it? Yes. So gallery wall is a great solution for we that. We should also talk about where to do it. Yeah. Because like you don't want a gallery wall on your entry. No. So we'll talk Bites about predators. where to do it and how to do it. <laughs> totally. I think beautiful gallery walls are like a lot of different shapes and sizes, mm-hmm. But it can't be a lot of little ones because then it turns to be um, just kind of wiggly. Macaroni and cheese. Yeah. It's yeah. Not good. And it's just a lot. And I feel like too, with like the pieces of art that like that client mm-hmm. collected, like we grew them with matting, you know, some of them, like if they were special, we like made them small, but I think usually if it is small, you're going to grow it with matting so that it doesn't get too little and choppy. Yeah. Like what you're talking about. Today we are talking about home theaters and entertaining spaces, or as people like to call them today, media rooms. Media rooms, multi-purpose yeah. rooms. Anyway, a million, yeah. a million ways to say it. But yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I feel like it kind of comes and changes. One point, it's like all the rage. The parades of homes have these big, loud theaters, and they're always showing Top Gun or something like that, and the whole room's rattling, and it's Top so it. exciting. Um, right now, as we've talked to experts, they're saying that people are kind of going away from the theater, mm-hmm. and they're more doing the media room, which means they can watch it any time of day. The room doesn't have to be dark. Other things can be There's happening. There's usually like games happening, be it like a game table or like, yeah. But it is a fun trick to play. I think every time you can get that pattern play mm-hmm. underfoot, it's kind of like the rug, right? But you're just doing it from wall to wall. Yeah. Which is really great. That's so, great. I think, it, does Antrim, we like Antrim a lot. They yeah, have- Antrim's beautiful. Beautiful like plaids and um, other lovely designs. We use those actually a lot in closets, men's closets yes. in particular. Um, so yeah, definitely get to know those. We love a like a really beautiful, real natural fiber, like a wool. Yeah. I think feels great forever. It doesn't wear out um, as quick as synthetics do. Yeah. And um, I don't know, there's just like a lot of pride in having a wool carpet. They also oddly say that you have more energy when you stand on living finishes yeah. than synthetics. It gives back. It gives back to your body. Yeah. yeah. So that's one other like really fun. I believe fact. in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So totally. if nothing else, get prestige, but... Um, I'd say invest in your carpet and yeah. in a media or theater room, either way. Yeah. Today we are talking about outdoor kitchens. Sure are. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Outdoor kitchens we know are. that this is not for everybody. Not all of us have outdoor kitchens. In fact, I don't None think, of us have I don't think any of us have one. Yeah. It's something that um, on, you know, and some of our projects mm-hmm. that we do have the opportunity to work on them. People with great backyards, yep. they love being outside, they entertain a lot, and they love to grill. Yeah, especially place, I mean, here up in northern Utah too, but especially like in southern Utah or like just warm locations, when you can use that 365 days a year, Yeah, why not? If you have the property, why not have an outdoor kitchen? Definitely. And I kind of like the idea of all that smoky meat smell being on the outside. Right. Oh yeah. Get it you know, gone. More yeah. than the inside. But there is like tips and tricks if you are going to do it or embark on it, or if this sounds like 
like interesting and fun to you, we're going to tell you which products that we recommend. We've been calling all the experts this week, making sure that we're going to give you our very mm-hmm. best advice. So beautiful. That's why this is fun. Cause I'm just in, and I'm just like dreaming like the, there's no yeah. way like I'm, a, you know what I mean? I can have that, but it's just fun to just dream. Never say never, Corey. Yeah. Yeah, why, would you, why would you, why would you, why would you talk yourself? to yourself like that? I know. Like that? I, hey, you're, I know. Right. you're right. I'm, yep. You're good enough. You're, you're smart, smart enough. enough. Big, big rock star someday with an outdoor kitchen. Totally. Yeah, you're in a piece of oven. 2023, mm-hmm. it's happening. Yay. Yep. Exactly. <sighs> Tune in, guys. Yes. Okay. Um, most kitchens, we tend um, to do out of direct sunlight, like we talked about, and have more indirect sunlight. The harsh sunlight is going to take a toll on those appliances we just talked about and the finishes. And those appliances that are built in cannot be covered as well. It gets tricky once you have a countertop. So keep in mind, it's not like your outdoor barbecue that you can cover completely. It's going to be open. So once again, a good thing to have those in the shade. Yep. We've gone to some experts and hopefully can answer some of your questions today. Mm -hmm. Not only on style, but on actual like the functionality and what to tell your cabinet maker. I also right? feel like more than ever, people want way more cabinets in their home than oh what their gosh. parents did. And so I think it would be a pro tip to say, get a hold of your house plans, populate it with any areas you think you want cabinetry. Mm-hmm. Make sure and do that before you hand it over to your cabinet maker. Get a bid on what you actually want because yeah nothing's more frustrating in a bill to be like, Oh, I forgot to tell you, I want a wall of built-ins here. And then, um, surprise your cabinet, cost you. your cabinet <laughs> cost doesn't fit into your cabinet bit yeah. anymore. And nobody's the bad guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And you're you just, have to pay you're for just it. Mad at yeah. your builder because you want a house full of cabinets where in the old days they would just put them in kitchens and bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? I know. No lockers in the locker room. No, Gosh, where do you put in your backpack? <laughs> no, yeah, like we just use so many cabinets today. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like the consumer is so smart and savvy and they want more than ever before out of their home. Mm-hmm. And that cabinetry bid is a hefty number. Yeah. And we start there when we design. We start and we design cabinetry, all the rooms with cabinetry first. Yep. You know? What so, do you guys think the percentage? Of, I mean, I kind of have it in my mind, but that's probably a different scale. Like percentage of the home cost is cabinetry. I think it's funny that you think we think in percentages, Corey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so no, I, I said know. I have, I have answer? mine in mind. Well, I know, I know you have a number inside your head, but I feel like Sue and I probably don't think in percentages. So, what's your number? I th- and I think it's like ten to on the low end, ten percent. High end, like twenty percent of the of the home price of the home uh, cost of the home. So it's yeah. like furniture because yeah. furniture. Yeah, should cost between 15 and 20% of the cost of your home. What about like a freestanding cabinet? Like how deep would you do that? China cabinet. Well, it's floor to ceiling. It doesn't have a countertop, but it is like like 18, 18. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Usually 18, 18 inches deep. What about for Mm -hmm. bathroom vanities? I I would follow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would usually, we always draw it at 24. Okay. I'm tempted by 25. If I have the room now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Based off his feedback. Typically because of like, I did mine at Plumbing. 24, mm-hmm. but um, because of distance of your face away from the mirror, most people do 20. But I, I, 20? I, I, I think 24. Yeah, That's 20 like to a, 22. A sink Ew, for yeah. ants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does that work? Yeah. Just, just you yeah. dip your fingertips. If you so. get, if Try you, being pregnant and getting close to that mirror, y'all. That's a <laughs> rough oh. one. Yeah. 
You poor thing. No wonder you look like that. I know. I know. It's a Monet effect. But I like, I I did 24 on mine because I like a million things on my, I like organizing all of my, you know, and having a tray and, uh, you know, like Uh hair product and and all. So I needed a lot of space Yeah, and a gigantic sink. So yeah, 24, I think think is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. 24 is what we usually draw. 24 is classy. 24 is real classy. Yeah. So. 24, 24, 13. Great. That's, that's great. That answers your best question. But the cool thing is like you do you, Uh, that is really, I think the key of the day is everybody has a different design sense. So know what you like, Mm -hmm. because you might still be, and always will be in the white Oak club and that's okay. And you're just going to lay your things differently as you know, your interests go simpler or more complex. So definitely. So it just depends on you. Yep. Honestly. I agree. Well, we all have these different styles, right? Like I'm living in a coastal looking beach house right now. Yeah. I'm going to be a white oak house, of course, because the finishes on a, a beachier home with a lot of windows are like light and bright, you know? Bleach out, yeah. And so that works great in a bright room and you're not trying to bleach out these really dark, sophisticated spaces, you know, with all these massive windows. Um, so inauthentic. It just depends on the style that you're at and what your taste is, but we all find value in looking a certain way based on our different experiences. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard for us to sit here on a design podcast and say, this is out and this is in because it's a Renaissance and so many people respect so many different styles and to be you is also a really hot thing is authenticity. And they're like, Oh my gosh, this is so you. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just like lean into it, whatever it is. And your cabinet maker can help you get there with what species you just show them the pictures. It's your job to collect. Yes. To collect pictures. And then he can make you samples for you to sign off on. I love that. We all have like a little portion somewhere in our home yes. where we're doing this, but how can we get it displayed? And so whether it's like in a hidden closet or if you only have room for like a credenza Uh in your dining room, that can become your party pantry. Totally. You can have drawers just filled with linens or candles or whatever it is. So fun. There's, there's pockets to be had. There are (laughs) more parties. Definitely. Yeah, Yeah. It's really addictive. It's super fun to be able to have those things. I know we, I, I was able to um, inherit my grandma's dessert plates, which are just, they're all glass and they're lovely. And every dessert just looks beautiful on this glass faceted plate. And then I, I um, inherited from great grandma, um, her silver. So I have a drawer that's all her silver and I've got these dessert plates. And then I've been collecting all the candlesticks and vases and, and tablecloths and that sort of thing. But I've definitely outgrown the cupboard and the couple drawers that I have. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, Oh, I wish I could look at it all in a room. So when it's time to throw a party, you open the door, you survey what you have, you choose your palette, what it's going to be. If it's like a color or if it's silver or if it's crystal or whatever. And it's so fun. We have a lot of really beautiful marble pieces that we've made. Those will be stunning um, to be able to add to your party pantry or to keep out year round. But um, yeah, it just makes, um, life sweeter to celebrate it. You always say go big, 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 but when should we go small? Those spaces above the toilet. <laughs> okay. When should you go small? Um, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Or a small R. It's also really cute on like um, above the stove, don't you think? Oh, special. Like yeah. a little gloppy oil of a yeah. countryside. But, but again, when it's small, it's special. It is a gloppy original oil with a really dope frame. And it's in a small space. Yeah. Like you're having an intimate time when you're boiling yeah. water. Or it's just, it's, <laughs> it's just so special that you just offset it so lightly, you know, like anyway. Yeah. We're moving our hands, so I hope you guys know what that looks like (laughs) on how we would apply this. (laughs) For sure. I think uh, we talked about this a little bit before. I mean, we're always going to love a beautiful white cheer. Yeah. I mean, that's always going to be dreamy in my book. Mm -hmm. But, you know, how do we take that cheer? Are we putting it on a two or three finger pleat? Mm -hmm. And are we lining that? Is it giving it weight? Or do we want it to flow into the wind And a lot of the time, the traditional aspect is in the hardware. Yeah. You know, are we doing, we love a beautiful bronze or brass rod at the top. And I don't think finials, I don't, we're not going as big as we used to. We're still keeping that small, but we're still adding that detail Mm -hmm. to it. So anyway, it is Corey and myself. And then we have Adam here today who thought it'd be really fun to interview me. And we're both just really scared about what we're about to say. <laughs> so just know that this is vulnerable. Um, Adam serves as the CEO of Alice Lane. Um, so he's my boss. And no, I'm just kidding. He's, <laughs> he's my husband. And Corey has a really funny front row seat of working with both of us because he sits in a lot of our meetings and sees our dynamics. So he's like, this is going to be hilarious. It, it, it literally makes my day. Our meetings pretty much go all day Tuesday. And um, it's so fun to kind of work with them both. And um, Adam has a very good understanding of like quality and construction of furniture and how things are made and why they should be made a certain way. And okay, just, we can stop. I, this <laughs> is like too much. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's awesome. Give us, Jesse, you know, from uh, your perspective on how you got here. What was Alice Lane like when you first started? What, what, what did that look like to you? And just a general yeah. high-level term and uh, yeah. Well, from the beginning, you mean before we started the business or once we started? Yeah, I, either. I think both are super, super interesting there. I would love to know, quite frankly, um, what was the inspiration of wanting you to start the business in the first place? And But I, maybe that's a boring story. What was it like opening the doors that first time when we did in 2008? So nerve-wracking, you guys. So nerve-wracking. First off, you know, remember 2008 for a minute. Like... The stock market crashed. Stock market crashed. Um, everybody was nervous about real estate. They had big ideas that they were going to build because real estate was booming. And then all of a sudden, they were like, "I think we'll just remodel," or "I think we'll just sit in our house and not do anything because the market had changed so drastically." So little old Jess and Adam decided to open a luxury furniture business um, in 2008, September of 2008. So deep in the fall. And, um, we didn't even realize, like we were kind of naive. We're so busy getting this building, you know, built and remodeled and getting childcare for the kids and buying all the inventory. And we were just so busy. We had no idea. So anyway, we bought this or we leased this 10,000. No, we leased this, um, 5,000 square foot showroom. Was it I think four? it was 10,000. No, 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 it was, it was, it was, no, it was small. It, it was, was like four or 5,000 like, square feet. Uh, it was like 4,000 square feet. And then uh-huh. we had roughly a thousand square feet in the back. It was just under that. It was like 4,800 square feet oh, okay. is Crazy. what it was. So this yeah. cute little showroom that happened to be on like the busiest intersection um, in this, in this college town called um, Orem, Utah. And it's, it's right next to Provo. And I remember it like somebody walked in 
and the doors were open and my brother Jake had come to work for us and we were hanging up the fabrics in the back from, you know, all the vendors give you all these fabrics. We we're hanging up the library and um, I go, go get it, Jake. And he goes, no, you go get it. And I go, no, you go get it. Like, like go greet the customer, you know, <laughs> neither of us wanted to do it. We were both so scared. And I'm like, I don't even know what I would say, you know, like we've had this dream, but you didn't picture that yeah. moment of like, Somebody coming and being like, hi, can I help you? Yeah, everything was like all about setting it up, getting it done right. Like we spent, you spent a ton of time and effort just on redoing that whole building. The fun thing about your forever home is that you get to think about these things. Don't phone it in. Really understand how you live. Know like this is how my mornings, I go work out Mm -hmm. really early. Not me, but I'm saying figuratively you. Um, You go work out Mm -hmm. and this is how you live. And then you need to go get kids off or whatever it is. And that's how you should design your home mm-hmm. and think about it for now. Think about it for the next 10, 20 years Love that. on how you want to live. And you, you kind of build it. They will come like you dream about it. And that is how, you know, you'll place yourself in the future, which is such a cool thing that you can visualize all this and like actually make it come to pass, you know? There comes a time when people are like, I think I'm going to try this, you know, four rooms on like the modern. line. <laughs> yeah. You stayed at a hotel and I, I really liked how they did that. Yeah. You're like, oh, groovy. Like that just popped out <laughs> of nowhere, you know? So I think we kind of keep the house like plumb, straight, mm-hmm. true to what it's supposed to be, what that vision was that we all agreed on in the North Star so that when you walk through the home, it's cohesive. It feels right. The lighting feels like it flows one design to the next. The finishes flow one to the next, you know? Yeah, no, it is a it is a delicate dance because I think a lot of people, you're listening to this and you're probably thinking the same thing. You like a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You can like a lot of things. and But I think if you have a, a good designer who has a curated eye, they'll know how to combine those things to be like, hey, you like traditional but you also like modern art, okay, or modern things, then like if you really want a traditional home, let's build this traditional shell. And then I know how to inject attitude and modernity, you know, through the top layer. Mm-hmm. I think some of us had question marks in our heads. I was one that had like four question marks in my head about it, but I just had to trust because I know him and I know that everything that he said that we should do so far, he's been a hundred percent, right? 110% right. Like he's never steered us wrong. And so honestly we bought the land and we started working with an architect 2019, right? 2018. We, we started working with oh, the yeah. architect in 18. I know we bought the land in 18. Yeah. It was like either the end of, uh, that was like the end of 18 that we started working with the architect. So crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually found like, we found the lot for sale uh, a year before we like committed to doing it. Cause we're like, okay, this is an option, but we're going to see like kind of maybe what's closer. Yeah. Cause when you're buying a retail plot for your business, you have to think of what you're next to, or, you know, Mm -hmm. like location is, is really key. Uh, So Draper is good because it kind of splits Utah and Salt Lake Mm -hmm. County. Um, But we, like being downtown. So Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 